Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for October 4th of 2014. I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And this edition of the podcast will be the fourth and final of our season preview. Uh, so far we've gone through three divisions and the only one left over is the Atlantic Division. So let's jump right into it. Boston Bruins and... Before we kind of get into their team makeup, the earlier today, huge trade um, that was inspired by their shrinking cap room, Johnny Boychuk gets moved to the New York Islanders. So that big move for them, not one they wanted to make, but one, well, we'll discuss whether they had to make it or not. So um, your thoughts on Boston? Um. Well, their back six suddenly becomes thinner, and that's one of their strengths. It just it dumps a lot more responsibility on Zidane Ochara, and it's one of those things where I think as he goes, they go as a whole as a whole roster. They, they've got some great talent up front, but Chara is what makes that team tick. If he has to carry more of the load, then things get tough because he's he's 37. He admittedly he can cover the ice in two strides. But it's, it's going to be a lot of work for him. So we should just see what happens now that they've lost a bit of depth in that back six. Yeah, and Johnny Boychuk um, was a good possession player on a good possession team. Uh, his, his relative Corsi numbers were above average on an above average possession team. So he's no slouch for them to lose. And uh, he played the third toughest minutes of their defensemen. So... Um, Dougie Hamilton's really going to have to slide into his spot and, and pick it up. I don't. Think, and I don't think Dennis Seidenberg's the guy for that. They expect Dougie Hamilton to do that though, so maybe they feel he's ready, and it might not even affect them in that in that sense because players do have to shift up the pecking order if you're going to get out of them what you want. So there's there's no reason why that can't happen, and they not miss a beat. So hopefully for the Bruins' sake that Hamilton does step in and, and provide them what a lot of fans have been expecting him to provide them anyway. Uh-huh. Um, the, the thing with the boy check, boy Chuck, sorry. Um, did they have to move him per se? Uh, you know, they needed the room, but at the same you time, moved, you would have moved someone else. I would have probably tried to be a little bit more creative about it. Um, suggestions, a guy like Chris Kelly, he makes three mil. Is he really make or break for the Bruins roster when compared to Boychuk? Greg Campbell makes 1.6 mil. Um, if we're being honest, uh, that fourth line that, that they was always lauded as one of the best in hockey, a lot of those forwards have been uh, really bad possession-wise the last three years. In fact, uh, three of them are in the bottom ten for that. So um, that overrated line, paying some money for that uh well we'll see um they're still a good team still still one of the better teams in the east but um they're finding out what the penguins found out when you got to start paying guys you run out of money for kind of those good um middle tier players it's 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 funny though one of the things that you sort of get worried about if you're a Bruins fan is the future you you've got a few guys that are starting to get up in age get out of their peak window Chara should technically already be past that peak window. Um, but two second-round draft picks and a conditional third, you're looking forward to the future. It's 
that, that's a good trade for them in a sense because they're still look they're still going to compete to be number one out of the out of the east. There, there's still a good chance they'll get to the cup finals again, um, but the risk that they've had is that they don't really have a, a future because that's what happens. You go for it, then you've got to bottom out. They've got some good drafting opportunities at the end of the year to, to do something to make the team better down the track. So as much as you might have gone for someone else than Boychuk, and you know, you're probably right, they got back a good return for the future. So it's not bad. They are a win-now team, though. I mean, this is their window. I agree. So yep. it's a balancing act that's not always easy. Um, but I, I do think they're more of a, a win now. Because uh, when Char goes away, they, there is not going to be that replacement. And Char's 37. You, you better have the focus on the now. Yeah, well, that's Nick Lidstrom, basically. When you think about what happened to Detroit once Lidstrom retired, that the, he was basically the only difference from that team being a contender to suddenly being average to maybe not making the playoffs. So... That's the sort of influence Char is going to have on, on Boston when he does decide to retire. I think the thing with Detroit that goes on, well, a little bit forgotten over the years is they had Rafalski and he kind of surprisingly retired on them. So it's not like they didn't have somewhat of a plan for it. But That's when true. he just, like, that wasn't an expected thing. He's just like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> It happens so rarely, doesn't it, that, you know, players in, in this day and age, and neither is begrudge people for doing it, they do seem to hang on for longer than you would expect. He went the complete reverse. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm out. So, um, but back to Boston. Where do, where do you have the Boston Bruins finishing in the Atlantic? Even with the, the loss of Boychuk, I still have them number one. Okay. I still I still think they're that good. I had them number two. I'll keep them number two. I feel a little bit more confident with my number two now um, than I, I was. Less, less confident. I feel less confident of my number one pick. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Well, we have them in the same grouping. So, give or take yeah. a spot, whatever. It's still a playoff team. They'll they'll do. They'll have a good year. So, I will. Uh, next is the complete opposite: Buffalo Sabers. Um, Tank Nation. Yep. And they're going to have to do the tanking all by themselves now because that first-round pick from the Islanders ain't going to be a lottery pick. Well, yeah, all right. I can't even conceivably find enough injuries on that Islanders team to make that be the case. So, No, even if oh, Tavares well. goes down, you can have a guy like Grabowski jump up in, in his role. Snow's, Snow's done all right. Anyway, back to Buffalo. Um, yeah. That's that's they're just gonna have to try and nail it, and yeah, they can't. They they have to finish dead last and guarantee themselves top two. Top two. That's it. That's their goal for the year. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. And, and one one of the points you, you have made to me previously is that they've tried to set up their roster in that sense, but they may have picked a couple of players that are middling that will win them some games accidentally, in a sense. Because their roster's not a complete tire fire. So it's one of those things where trying to do the right thing, they just might have grabbed the wrong people trying to do the right thing. Yeah, their pickups aren't great. Like Brian Gianta's past, you know, he's not ascending. He's in decline. Uh, Andre Mazaros, Josh Georges, they're mediocre players. But from what Buffalo had last year, it's an upgrade. Yeah, and, um, and that's 
it's one of those things where they've gone to do the right thing. It's just it may backfire on them in a couple of situations. So you just go, whoops. The only thing they need to find out this year is if Enroth is a number one goalie, which they should get a good look at, and see if they can spin off Chris Stewart or Drew Stafford um, for more futures, so to just, speak. Yeah, just with that in futures thing, is this a deep draft, this particular one that they're about to go into? Uh, people say that right now. All right. Yeah, so is that not, not a bad idea? Not yeah, my area of expertise no, anyways, no. so, um, you know, we'll read more and more about it as the year goes on, um, but the Sabres will have very good picks. Uh, will, they, will they have the pick? Probably not, because even if they finish dead last, they only have a one in five chance of landing McDavid, but Eichel better than everybody that came out of last year's draft, so I hear. So it's like yep. getting a number one pick, and that's what they need. I have yep. all that said, I have the Sabres finishing last in this division. So do I. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where last in the division it may not necessarily be last in the league and like you said, it doesn't really matter. If they can get one of those top two picks, it's a Malkinovich can coin flip. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I do agree with that. So all right. That's them. Let's see. Detroit. These are this is a mishmash of a team, and that's only because it's health related. I don't think the roster is particularly bad. It's just the most important sections of that roster have got to be able to stay healthy. You know, Datsuk's already on the shelf. You've got to. Zetterberg's got, to, got back issues. Usually, that's that's not the right look, part of the body to have tweaking and. Stuff. As far as I as far as I know, he's come out of he's come out of that hundred percent, and he's good, and he should be good to go. They need him for se- they need him for seventy games to to get what they need out of him. If they rest him to get him through the year, um, then and he only plays seventy games, and they get to the playoffs with him, then that's great. But I mean, even he's not the only one. With Johan Franzen can't stay on the ice either. Usually. No, I agree. And that, the problem with Franzen is the way he plays and the way he needs to play, he's going to miss games. I mean, it's brilliant what Johan Franzen does. Um, but it takes its toll. Um, but they, they have some interesting forwards. Um, and I'm curious to see uh, how much of an impact they make. And, and there's three that I think of off the top of my head. Thomas Tatar, Gustav Nyquist, and Thomas Yurko. And if those guys can be an up-and-coming force for them, that bodes very well for their success. Nyquist, probably the most interesting one to me. I watched him the other night playing against Pittsburgh. I like the way he looks, uh, but his shooting percentage last year was it was absolutely through the roof. And I, I'm curious to see how far it drops. It will drop because... What was it last year? Off the top of my head, I think it was um, somewhere in that 18% range. Really? Yeah, that's, that's really high. Um, okay. Yeah, that's going to be difficult to replicate. If he gets somewhere around 15%, he's still going to do quite well because his role should be increased from last year anyway. Well, 18.3%. Okay, that's not bad. 
But or, if, even if it gets in that 12% range, he'll still be scoring goals. Um, yeah. But he was scoring a goal almost every other game. Yeah. Well, which is incredible. Repeat, but If he can repeat that, then they're going to end up further than I've got them in, in the division. I can tell you that. So he'll be I, one I, of the guys I, I'm watching. I want to see how Tatar goes. He's the big one for me. I have. I just have this feeling he might have a breakout year and really step up. Mm-hmm. So we'll yep, we'll see that's how. Why, um, I put yeah. him in those that that trio there. Yeah, goaltending's good. I like Jimmy Howard. Good, good even strength, save percentage numbers. Um, so no issues there. Defense, other than Cronwell, you're not really talking anybody that's top end. Uh, a little surprised that you see Boychuk and Letty. Uh, both going to the Islanders, I think those are that that the Red Wings should have been kind of kicking the tires, at least on like a guy like Letty, who I think would be a really nice fit in Detroit. He's only twenty three, Nick Letty. I kind of forget that. He feels like he's been around forever because I mean he was in there for the the Cup run, and for some unknown reason, I just thought he was older. Yeah, Detroit should have had a run at that. Maybe they just didn't have the assets that that um, Chicago wanted. Yeah, there's no way, well, unless it's released, but yeah, you're right. Maybe they did, but I can't imagine they wouldn't have tried. Letty, yeah. they, they didn't really, well, Chicago got a defense prospect, but Detroit has like four of them that played the other night against Pittsburgh, so it's not like they couldn't have swung an unknown prospect for a more known commodity in Letty, but then again... Sure. Well, they're not division rivals anymore, so that wouldn't even matter. No. no. I'm thinking like two years ago that why would... Nope. They uh, switched conferences, so that's not even an issue. It would have been a fine trade to work with them. But um, where... Where have you got Detroit slotted in the division? Fourth. No, sorry. Third. Third. I I have them fifth. Okay. So for, for me, it's almost like this is too hard even for... Super coach to get them because I think they'll be fifth and I think they'll miss. I don't think they'll get in on that that second wild card spot for the playoffs. That might be the first time in a bazillion years they miss the playoffs. Nope, I got them third. They're in the playoffs. I'm uh, yep. I'm buying on that trio of forwards to step up and give them much needed support. Goaltending will be good. Uh, just kind of the only questions I have are we'll see. Uh, Danny DeKaiser and Brendan Smith will have to step up in their development, and they have to hope Kyle Quincy is much better than he has been. So we'll see. Maybe even Stephen Weiss getting on the ice. Yeah, we didn't even mention him. We'll see what happens with him. <laughs> I think anything they get from him is a bonus at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, right now it looks like a really bad deal. But you never know. That's what health does. Um, next up, Florida Panthers. <sighs> this is an interesting <laughs> <You> <laughs> First reaction is a sigh. Well, I it's don't know. Good. I don't know what to make of them. I mean, the goalie trade they made means they're going to win more games flat out just because of Luongo. And if we look at it purely in the window of this season, it's a good thing for them to have Luongo because he's going to make them a better team. Um, you then have a look at in their their back six. They've got some young guys that look like they're going to improve. They've got some older guys that are definitely on the downhill side of their career, and then you could say the same about their 
about their forwards as well. They've got some great young talent coming through. They've got some guys that are, are too old to sort of I just, I just don't know. It's such a mishmash of of youth and experience that you just don't know what's going to happen. Like Hubert, it sounds as though he's going to he's going to have I don't know if I want to use the term break at year, but a much improved year. Um, they're expecting Barkov to step forward again as well. You know, Bukestad's only twenty two. That that looks good. Brandon Perry's twenty three. Then you've got Sean Thornton. And so. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do with this roster. I think they think the young players are good enough to step forward, and the surrounding veterans are going to be good complementary players. I um, I do like the idea of Barkov playing with UC Okinen. Yes, two Finns, uh, highly skilled. I think they'll work well together. Uh, Brad Boys, when given the proper role, can still score goals. When he was with Buffalo, they kind of didn't use him properly and his numbers went down and last few years he's been you know okay Fleischman if he's healthy he's shown flashes of offense um yeah Dave Boland's on an awful miserable contract but he's not an awful miserable player he's that's just hard, he's just bad value that's the hard part with some of these things sometimes in this new era of, of stats stats and stats you can get there and compare output sometimes to the cap hit and go he's terrible but in reality what he gives you on the ice is like is fine it's just for what the team's paying him it's not but you get there and go he's still he's still producing what you want from him they just overpaid for it yeah and they're not a cap team so i guess for right now it doesn't really matter much Um, no so it just it just bothers me that potentially their most highly skilled and best defender is 18 years of age Mm, I think you're selling Brian Campbell short. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't say he's their, their best at the moment. It's just that he's their most highly skilled guy there, and he's the one that's going to have to anchor that. And you don't want him to play him early and wreck him all together. Because you're right, at the moment, if you look at that list there, Campbell's the, the go-to guy, isn't he? I think he's a really good player. He's underrated. The 7.1 mil you know, scares some people off, but he, he drives possession. He's great on the power play. Um, you got to watch him a bit in Buffalo, didn't you? And here in Rochester before he made the leap to Buffalo. Oh, cool. So um, he's, you know, without him, Blackhawks don't win that first cup. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So he's quietly going about his business still down in Florida. Very good. Um, yeah. Aaron Eckblad, uh, I, I can't, I don't know. Um, I think he'll be a good player. I don't know if he'll be a great player. We'll see. I'm a little cloudy on that. Oh, well, I, I can't. <clears throat> I, I've only got a chance to go on what everyone else has, has said and, and comparing what he has been touted as against what the Panthers have got. Look, if he ends up being a number two and good Branson tops out at a number two. They've at least got a number one pairing there. They might not have a, a top-line number one guy, but they'll have a, a number one pairing there. So hopefully those two guys max out as high as they want him want them to. Where do you have them? Uh, having said all that, I, st- I still think they're second last. <laughs> we, uh, we share the same assessment. I have them seventh out of the eight. Well, they're still better than last year. Mm-hmm. 
they just other know. teams have decided to improve also though yeah, yeah. so and then that's a good thing <laughs> but yeah I, I can't see them stepping ahead of those other teams that are improving um we will venture on into canada montreal Right. So this is a – you go first on this because we've spoken about this before and you think their coach is going to be their problem. Yeah. I, I, uh, unless he makes changes, he's not a good coach for possession. He actually had the power enough to turn Malkin and Crosby into sub-50% possession players <laughs> back when he was the Penguins really? coach. Yes. Amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, some of the higher skilled players on the Canadians may not get to hit their ceiling because he's kind of old school defensive systems, yada, yada, high and out, play it safe. Um, But they have a good team, I think. Um, Max Pacioretty is awesome. Very underrated. He's on a sick contract, 4.5 mil for next year. And I think that's actually a long-term deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. So like, One, two, three, four, five game. more years at 4.5 mil a year. And he's going to pour in close to 40 goals if healthy every year. He's he's that good. Uh, and he's 25, so like that contract's not – he's not like he's going to drop out of performance levels if he stays healthy, like you said. That's great. They made a, a terrific trade to get P.A. Parentel there. He was one of the avalanche – uh, one of their better possession players. They ship out Danny Briere. Um, yeah, yeah, clutch, clutch, blah, blah. <laughs> He's not as good as Parento at this stage of their careers. And um, give me give me Parento for that. Uh, Lars Eller, he's okay for third-line center. I think Alex Galchenyuk's going to have a really good year. And Brendan Gallagher's always scrappy and getting things done. So I like their forward group. So that's the thing. If that forward group's able to play to their potential, meaning they get a little bit of rope to be able to do some things, they might be okay. It, it, look, it might. The reason that Terrian got canned might be the same reason he gets canned in um, in Montreal. Is the players just revolt on him and just go, "We can't keep doing this," and stop playing for him. That's one of the things that was that happened in. Pittsburgh is the players just got sick of, of having no room to maneuver. Everything was systematic. So it'll be interesting to see if they get off to a bad start and they're outside the playoffs come, you know, all-star time, you know, February, they might cut the cord with their coach and try and bring someone in that opens things up a little bit. May happen. They did just extend him, but that doesn't mean anything other than he'll get guaranteed That's, money. Money's not going to matter to the No, not the to them. <laughs> Defense, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, you got Subban, who's mint. He's one of the best in the league. Markov is just kind of okay. The, getting Tom Gilbert is was good for them. He he's an under the radar uh, possession defenseman. Um, and if you consider them getting rid of Doug Murray and adding Gilbert, then you know that's that's a big improvement. That's a massive upgrade. Whatever you think of Gilbert, he's streets ahead of, of Doug Murray. So that's where they've got an improvement there straight away. I like Alexi Emelin as well. I think he's quite good. Um, but, yeah, it's not a spectacular defense core, but it's doable. Um, 
And the, the last line of defense, Carey Price, is a very good goalie. So they're covered there as well. Yeah, I, it's one of those things. I think this team goes as Price goes, then that's almost a bit of a knock on Subban and, and, and Pacioretty. But if, if he has an off year or, or regresses, which I don't expect to happen, there might be in a little bit of trouble. So I, I expect Carey Price to, to play well and, and Montreal to do well. How well? Uh, I actually have them fourth saying that. Making the playoffs, I think, but they're fourth. Same. Yeah. I have them fourth as well. Um, just happens that I have Detroit ahead of them. So, yeah. Not bad. Back to the playoffs they go. Yeah, and as they proved last year, anything happens. We are going to... Jump across to Ontario from Quebec and hit up the Ottawa Senators. Well, they signed a, a big contract to a guy that they needed to re-sign. Mm, let's, ignore how much let's ignore how much it's worth um, and, and just look at what he's going to provide them on the ice would, would be a better way to go about it. And it's a good signing for them. They need what Bobby Ryan can bring. So... It really helps. Right now, it's okay. Yeah. And we're Eight years? Looking... No, it's not. I think they should have traded him and got some really great return on him. He would have been the most sought-after forward on, on the market this year for a rental. That, well, and that's the thing. Sometimes teams don't want to go near a rental, but that They contract, do every year. That, Somebody does every year. That contract now makes him basically unmovable. I don't I know if that makes him unmovable, but they're not going to be looking to move him now. No, well, no, they've committed to him, and that's that's perfectly fine. And I mean, you look at you look at this roster. I actually think it's going, they're going to do quite well. I expect Mika Zibanejad to really step up this year. He's someone that I'm expecting to yes, I agree. not just jump into a second line role, but be um, almost a one B in regards to the output that he can provide this team. Kyle Turris, their number one, is is a, a great number one guy, and young. So that's fantastic. So Sabanajad, who was that? Underrated. Yes. Yeah, if Sabanajad steps up, like I'm, I'm hoping he does, I think this Ottawa team goes quite far. Okay. Um, Clark MacArthur is great. Un- another underappreciated, under the radar guy. He put up. He had a good season last year, almost 30 goals. Um, McCulloch, kind of the lost in the shuffle guy. He's been hurt a little bit, uh, but in the past has. Been a good offensive player. Will he be that next year? They're going to have to have him be that yep. um, now that Spets is gone. So their defense, though. Oh, go go I ahead. Mind, I don't mind their back end. You got Cowan and and Chris Phillips. Phillips is obviously on the down downhill slide in regards to what he can provide, but Eric Carlson's fantastic to watch, and their coach allows him to be Eric Carlson. You, you take the good with the bad because the good is so good, and it happens so much more often than the bad. You've got to allow that to happen, and I, I think he's he's going to be great again this year. Um, and I think it's really going to help getting the getting the puck up to the, the the key offensive guys that they need. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the league at any position. He's great. I do not share your. View on their defense core, though I think it's very bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. <laughs> no, they should have been in on a guy like Nick Letty. He would have helped them out a lot. Um, Chris Phillips, no good. 
You reckon he's toast? Yes, he, he's been toast. Okay. Um, there's not much there to like other than Carlson. You don't like Cowan at all? You don't? He's blah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Mark Mathot. I mean, they're talking about trading him. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I just think Carlson carries that entire back six so much, and that's why I've got a skewed a skewed view. But I don't think it's as bad as you're thinking. But we'll see soon. Well, I I, I read a lot of Travis Yost stuff, and he he's not a big fan, so I'll take his word for it. Fair enough. Run with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's okay at this stuff. So. Yeah. Um, they're, they're people in net of maybe the the biggest answer to their back six then if if they're such a tie fire. Um I think in the end Robin Leonard will be the person taking them into the playoffs and not Craig Anderson only because Anderson can't stay healthy but it's an okay duo yeah it's league average at worst I think so um, that's fine and and Anderson and was more than league average two years ago. He was yep. Oh, did he lead the league in save percentage? Some something close to it. He was unreal. And, and I think a lot of people that watch Ottawa have got high expectations of Leonard anyway, so they're expecting him to basically compete with Anderson in regards to quality of of starts. Whether he, he might not get as many, but they don't expect any drop off at all when you've got Leonard in net. When, uh, if Anderson's sitting, so um, it's it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, Where have you got him pegged? Sixth. I got him pegged third. Fine high. Terrible. I bought I bought high on them last year, and they let me down, and they didn't get any better from last year. Well, I'm buying high on the the young guys in the forwards to step up and play to their potential. That's what I'm buying high on. So if that doesn't happen, I'm screwed. <laughs> yes. Agreed. At least we agree on that. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah. I'm not buying high on them until they show me otherwise. But I'll enjoy watching Carlson, so. It's hard not to. Tampa. Tampa. I like Tampa. So do I. I have them. I'm just going to say it. They're my division winner. I love what they've done this offseason. Hard not to. Um, Steve Eisenman is... is... Well, I love what he's done in the offseason for the in the now. now. I don't necessarily think that the Ryan Callahan contract's great. And you love Ryan Callahan. Like, you can preface that with that. You just think the contract's bad. But well, what I'm he brings to... He's from here. So. <laughs> but what he brings to the um, team for this particular season is fantastic for them. Like you said, we're looking at it in the now, and what he's done, this, this Tampa Bay Lightning team, look good. Yeah. Um, Stamco's healthy again. You know, heart-caliber player. Yeah. Um, Valtteri Filppula, great year last year. Um, can Jonathan Druin take the next step? I know he's hurt right now. He'll be out a few weeks, but um, that might be a blessing in disguise. Just you know, work him into the lineup rather than have him be 
expected to carry right from the start. It's, it's not a bad way for them to go about it. I think Tyler Johnson, Andre Pilat, Brett Conley. I mean, they got they're decent, and then they got some older guys like Brendan Morrow, who I'm not, you know, as long as he doesn't have a huge role, that that'll probably be okay. If he ends up on the second line due to injuries or poor play by other players, the Lightning are struggling. I don't expect that to happen, but if you start to see him up there, something's going wrong. He should probably be on the fourth line a lot. Well, if, if he is, then they're in, they're in a good position. Yeah, well, that's well, I do have him first, so <laughs> that's the game plan here, at least from where yeah, I'm sitting. Yeah, exactly right. I like their defense they're, a lot. Yeah, um, maybe you're not a big fan of Matthias Island. <laughs> I'm not because <laughs> in my hockey buzz fantasy draft with the other writers, I actually had my own hockey game um, the other night, so I had to auto draft, unfortunately. And I get home, and the draft was still going on, and I was about five minutes too late, and the the freaking auto draft took Matthias Holland. <laughs> Guy hasn't played since 2011. <laughs> I'm like, uh, good grief. So he. Um, He's no longer on my roster. Oh, that's hilarious. But uh, for the guys that actually are playing on this team, Victor Hedman, potential Norris finalist this year. Um, they steal the Rangers' Anton Strawman. Great pickup. Yeah. They trade Please. for Jason Garrison. Don't really give up too much for that. Great pickup. Matt Carl, I really don't love as a player. But that was more to do with them thinking that he had a bigger role. Now he doesn't have to have that role. He's perfectly fine as a complementary piece, which he's he will be into, now. He's slotted into where he should be on the roster, basically. And then he so got that worked out really well. Eric Brewer. As long as Radko Gudis doesn't see big minutes more than he has to, I mean, they've improved a lot. If he stays bottom pairing, it works. Or be as the seventh guy. So that'd be the preference. Um, and and Ben Bishop's had a terrific year last year, and we'll see if he can do it again. I I wouldn't bet against it. No, and the as much as this team's run by Stephen Stamkos, and they will ride Stamkos to to the playoffs. Bishop goes down, they're in trouble. And then it's just the, the harsh reality of the way sort of hockey teams are. Oh, yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah, that's set up. Markov so is the backup from what I see here, and that yeah. is why the Islanders stunk. Yeah. yeah. So you just hope that he um, you just hope he stays healthy. He might. Yeah. So you've got, you've got him one, and I've got him, I've got him two. They're a real threat in the East to make it out into the cup final. Yep, totally and, and agree. who's to say they they can't make a few more moves and and become even better? Have they got space? I'm assuming they have from the way you're talking there. Um, they might not, but they can move a salary out. Yeah, no, they don't have space. So salary in, salary out. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, the Callahan kind of five point eight mil. That's a lot. That's not a good contract. I don't. I don't like that one. Sorry, Please? Ryan. Oh, no, <laughs> All right. Last but not least, Toronto Maple Leafs. 
one of the most confusing franchises since I started watching hockey. Yep. They, uh, they've been chasing intangibles for about a decade. So they've signed and picked up a lot of uh, quote-unquote good guys. They just aren't good at playing hockey. So um, this, I, this, this team is a couple of trades or a couple of injuries away from being a lottery team. And so my theory behind that is make those trades, bottom out, and start again because this roster has got has gone from two years ago where they where they had Boston on the ropes to what they are now is. Mm-hmm. That was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for most fans. Because they probably wanted to see Boston knocked off, but most unfortunate yes. was it t- it turned the people in charge into believers on a formula that was not sustainable. Yes, yes, and it's it's unfortunate, and I think they pay for it this year, and they probably pay for it until they either get rid of Kessel or he finishes his contract. I I just don't know. Kessel's going to carry this team. Kessel's fantastic, and. He's that good that he'll be able to win games off his own stick. Um, and they're going to hover around that five to five to six or seven or eight in, in the division. And the fans are going to go nuts again. And you just, I just don't know. There's, there's nothing on this team that excites me besides Kessel, really, in regards to a reason that I'd want to watch. I like Kadri. Maybe, maybe Bernier in, in net. I like Kadri. Um, yep. Well, but, you know, Morgan Riley's the only thing on the back end that Jake Gardner's sort of good. Makes you, oh, yeah, okay. Well, here's the it's, thing with Toronto. It's not, Rome wasn't built in one day. They made all these analytical hires. They, 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 they the Maple Leafs robbed, of, robbed us all of extra skater. Let's not forget about that. The, yeah, okay, that's really not fair. They better use the the management had better use the data and the advice they're being given. Then, um, I don't think Nonis makes it through the year. I don't think Carlisle makes it through the year, and I think um, Kyle Dubas will take over as Leafs general manager. They'll get a coach that actually is with the times, and it may not save their year. But you can already it, start to see their player personnel moves have shifted drastically from. He's a good guy in the room. He's yada, 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 works hard, compete level, all that stuff. And and they're just going to – basically, they were going to do a very short-term deal with Jake Gardner. And then the day Dubas is hired, the next day it turns into a longer-term deal. Why? Because he understands the value that a guy like Jake Gardner brings them. Um, what? Well, how? Okay, so – Question here in regards to windows. How long do you think it will take the lease to get this turned around in regards to Phil Kessel, who's 27, he's their best player by a long shot. At what point does he start becoming not their best player? Like, Are they going to be able to turn this around in his window to the point where should they consider trading him now to get well, they just signed him there eight good. years, so they ain't trading him. Yeah, all right. But you know what I'm saying, don't you? I do, but I think Kessel's still going to be good for a while, so it won't matter. Okay. 
I, don't, I probably should have asked the question like that, and I got confused around my own brain. Um, <sighs> we'll see. I think they got to stop using Tyler Bozak in an elevated role and put Kadri with Kessel, something. not Bozak, for crying out loud. That's that's. <laughs> you'll know when the leaves turn a corner when the old school thoughts out and Bozak's role is reduced or he's moved. Um, he's one of those players that's a polarizing for the analytics. Um, I guess the other thing with them, and we didn't even really bring up his name yet, is what are they going to do with James Reimer? He signed for two years, $2.3 million. I think that makes him a very tradable commodity. Um, somebody well, should be looking at him because um, uh, here's the thing with James Reimer. A lot, I've, I usually speak highly of him. And people kind of get confused, me saying that he's like an awesome goalie. But that's not quite what I'm saying. I'm saying he's league average to above average on a great value. He's just proof that you can get goaltending on the cheap that's acceptable. And you don't yeah. have to pay big money for the same results. And while he's making this $2.3 million, I, I, I still don't know why a team like the Jets haven't reached out and scooped him up. Because Pavlik sucks. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a prime example of the, the perfect um, results versus contract in regards to the return you get for a goalie. All you've ever wanted on your teams is is average to slightly above average, and that's what Rama gives you, and he doesn't cost you above average goaltending. So get him on your team, and that way you've got more space to spend it on other parts of your roster. Uh-huh. Um, they should. It'll be interesting to see if the analytics guys ship him out because he is the the expendable part there with some value of return so if they do ship him it'll be interesting to see who they get back and whether the things have started to change like like you were saying you think they have mm-hmm. but i've got them i've got them sixth I've, I've just yeah there's nothing there that makes me think that they're gonna get a chance to get into the play you want a stat that i found um from stephen birch who i believe writes for sportsnet Far away. Um, yes, he does write for Sportsnet. I want to make sure I got that right. <laughs> he said over 10,000 shots for Reimer and Bernier that only two goals separates them. What's Bernier on for his country? I'm asking a question here. I'm not expecting you to know unless you've got Cap Geek in front of you. I, I do. I'm well prepared for this. He's making $2.9 million right now, Bernier. And he's an RFA next year, so he'll probably make five mil. Yep. Um, uh, okay. What was the exact stat? One over there. But at five on five in their careers, the difference between Reimer and Bernier is two goals on ten thousand shots. That's incredible. Yeah. So the same goalie. And he's copped so much flack, Reimer. Just in regards to. It's almost like the Maple Leafs fans don't want any of their players to do well. Yeah, it's a tough thing. They've gone through a lot of bad hockey there, and yep. I don't know. I can't really explain it. <laughs> but I do think things will start to turn. I don't know how drastic it'll uh, happen, but um, it's, it will. It's, it's, it's tough because these new stats guys are coming in into a team that's been middling for years so they're gonna have to do it without being gifted a you know 
a top five draft pick. I don't think that the the Leafs are going to be that bad that they're going to get into that bottom five for the draft. You know what they do have though, um, Willie Nylander, the guy they just took, he he looks pretty good. I don't. He probably won't contribute this year, but um, really good. I think they got a good one with him. Oh, that's all right then. So well, let's hope hockey's better. There are certain markets where, when they're good, hockey is better, and Toronto is certainly one of those. And in regards to cap going up, if they're making the playoffs, they charge ridiculous amounts of money for their tickets. So um, it's only a good thing. Where do you have them? Uh, sixth. I just yeah. I got them fifth, which isn't really where you want to be as a franchise getting those no. middle draft picks and not really sniffing the playoffs. But um, like you said, they're not, I don't think they're bad enough to uh, tank, but I don't think they're good enough for the playoffs quite yet either. Um, but I'll certainly enjoy watching Phil Kessel uh, flying down the ice and ripping that snapshot off. So He's still going to get 40. You know, he's going to score at least one goal every other game. So He's great. <laughs> yeah. Put Hadri with him, though. For the love of God, fire Carlisle <laughs> and let this team play real hockey. <laughs> so. Said with some passion, Ryan. Said with some passion. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> so. Well, I suppose that's it. There. Well, we got through it. Atlantic Division. All done. All four divisions. Um, so if this is the first one of our um, divisional previews that you heard, you can go on our site, get the other three. Um, actually did some writing today about the Islanders trade. Uh, well, she's got some injury stuff up. Um, so more material as the season goes. So uh, head, on, head on over to HockeyHurts.com. Check it out. Spread spread the word. Um, as always, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gunnar Stahl. You can find Cameron at Walshy66 and hockey underscore hurts for the other one. And one last promo. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, go to our site, click on one of our banners. Just go through that. won't cost you anything, and we get a little kickback for the reference to them. So if you want to support us monetarily and not actually give us any money, and you're already going to buy something at Amazon, click on the banner, win-win. So, anything else? Uh, that's it. You've done well. <laughs> cool. Oh, and, let, sorry, Hockey Prospectus book. I know I talked about that earlier. We had a little delay in the, getting it out there. It, I think it'll be out next week. So, if you like that stuff, I, I wrote three of the chapters in it. Um, it's a great book and next podcast, I'll probably have more information about that and, um, and I'll share it. So, all Excellent. right, that's it. See you next time. Catch up.